Digital Focus. Well, nice to be chatting with the editor of The Farm Weekly. Of course, another edition out tomorrow, Darren O'Day. Good morning and Happy New Year to you, mate. Happy New Year, Troy. Uh, we're glad to be back and uh, we're saying Happy New Year and uh, we're looking at the diary and next week we're into February. So I'm not really sure where that past month's gone. But anyway, onwards and upwards. Well, might be nearly ready for another holiday, mate. But uh, anyway. Uh, I'm with you. Yep, uh, let's go. Hey, in the paper tomorrow, got a story on the live export vessel that was uh, turned around due to the overseas conflict. Yeah, that's right, Troy. Um, it was it was heading for the Middle East and it's all been all the way back to Australia. And that's on the back of you know pirate attacks and concerns on the Red Sea. Now that boat... Uh, it was going to continue on its route, but obviously they had some contingencies in place. But uh, it left until live, uh, and it's owned by an Israeli company. It was loaded with cattle and sheep, and it was diverted away from the Red Sea last Friday, uh, and they had a contingency plan in place. But then on Saturday, the federal government, they sort of said, no, no, we need to have a look at this. And they've ordered the ship returned back to Australia, uh, and the decision is based around you know the health and welfare of the livestock on board. Uh, and this all sort of follows the tensions in the Red Sea. That sort of started about mid-October, following the attack by Hamas on Israel, and the ongoing sort of conflict over there in Gaza. And, um, you know, it's it's sort of, you know, escalating to attacks on uh, commercial ships travelling on the major shipping routes. Um, so, you know, probably a concern. Mm. Um, and obviously, you know, the news of the vessel turning around, heading back to Australia, has sort of been uh, a talking point for everybody in the industry and obviously the activists are sort of saying, well, it reinforces their argument for a call to ban live exports. And obviously the industry is saying, well, no, we still need these shipments to happen and this is just a blip at the moment. On that boat, Troy, they've got a registered veterinarian and an accredited ox person and they're sort of keeping an on, on everything and they've got extra fighter and veterinary supplies on the boat so there's no concerns there um, so we'll sort of see what happens from that side of things but yeah obviously you know some people are disappointed that in the mm, industry that mm. you know the activists have taken that yeah. opportunity to have a bit of a pot shot and they're just sort of saying it's rather simplistic and sort of saying you know look we need these shipments to happen and um, they're following all the government advice yeah, and regulations yeah. and, and the government have come back and said you know they'll look at each voyage on a case-by-case basis you know because each consignment different as this one had cattle and sheep and you know they'll be going to different places and things like that so we'll just uh, keep an eye but yeah, the boat is heading back to Australia. Um, we're not sure what port it's heading back to, but it should be back in Australian waters within about a week. We'll keep an eye on that one. All right. So with those tensions in the Red Sea, mate, what does it mean, say, for machinery prices and the other commodities? <laughs> it means more cost, Troy. Mm. <laughs> Basically, Rabobank have come out <laughs> yes. this week and said, <laughs> said, yep, you can expect some more uh, so increased costs for things like that, including machinery. You know, we spoke to Stefan Vogel. He uh, does the research at Rabo, and he just sort of said, you know, look, you know, there's going to be costs for these imported goods, such as some fertilisers, some chemicals and machinery parts. And that's just, you know, because of the, you know, the higher freight costs, because obviously they're diverting the ships around to avoid that tension. He did say, however, that, um, you know, those, those freight costs wouldn't be as high as the sort of the really dizzy heights of importing that we had in COVID in 2021. But he said, you know, it is going to cost you, um, you know, certain things that are going to, you're just going to have to pay more for. Yep. So, um, you know, he went back and spoke about the 2021 freight crisis where we sort of struggled to get containers for exports for shipping. And obviously, you know, a lot of other shipping routes in other destinations around the world took precedence over us. But, you know, he just goes on and talks about the cost. And so you, you, it's just part of the, the tensions over there. It just means that because of the extra shipping distances, we're going to have to pay more for certain things. Uh, and we have a look at that with other commodities in, in, in this week's edition as well, Troy, with, you know, beef and grain and what that means. And obviously, okay. you know, there's just another 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 attack on, um, mm. you know, trying to run a business in agriculture here in Australia. All right, you can read that story in tomorrow's Farm Weekly. And also, too, mate, uh, the Coolin Bush races are back for 2024. They are. News broke of that uh, the, the other day. Um, it's quite an iconic event and it sells out pretty quickly. It They've announced a date for this year, September 27th to 29. Um, those who are sort of keen on dates, 
Western 10 on the AFL realised that actually clashes with the <laughs> AFL Grand Final. And obviously when they announced that date, there were some mixed responses on social media about mm-hmm. that. But, uh, you know, the, the decision to put the races on the same weekend as the AFL Grand Final, the last week in, in September... Uh, wasn't taken lightly by the organising committee. They've done it twice before, and they were sort of a little bit hesitant to make that decision to go that way again. But uh, Tom Murphy, who's the chairman of the races out there, he said it's hoping that third time was a charm. And he sort of said since the last time they had the clash years ago, times have changed. They've got quite a strong following. And he said it's probably an opportunity to embrace both the AFL Grand Final and the Cool and Bush races all in one. And obviously they will cater for people wanting to watch the football. Um, I think they're even thinking about you know having a themes around the whole the whole okay. event. Yep. Uh, you know, fashion parades, dress ups, all that sort of stuff. You know, and and they just reckon it'll make it work. And they they spoke about the date. Um, and they said last year it was just because children went back to school holidays. Um, so it made it hard to uh, to go back to school rather. So it made it hard to organise things. So they sort of put it a week in between, so that's in the middle of the school break. So then you've got a great chance for you to go back to think to work. And he sort of said, you know, like it'll it'll be great. Day. If you want to watch a footy, you can still watch a footy there and um, embrace embrace both events. Um, yeah, that'll be in September. Mm. And obviously, uh, tickets don't go on sale for that yet. They go on sale on August 1 at 10am and you can guarantee Troy that they'll, they'll sell out really quick. They, they most certainly will. I think they just go in second so don't blink <laughs> otherwise you will uh, certainly miss it. And I'm sure mate uh, more stories about uh, the wheat belt storms and the power etc. again tomorrow? Yeah lots yeah. of stuff on yeah. that Troy. Uh, we sort of didn't want to talk about this much now because you probably spoke about that at nauseam this week but yeah we've got stories on the storms, damage to shearing sheds, uh, emergency phone calls going unanswered, somebody got bitten by a snake couldn't get an emergency call through, frustration from farmers and residents about not having power for a week. We speak to a local doctor about, you know, losing vaccines. Yeah, and even firefighters, volunteer firefighters out at Pingaring when there was a fire out there, they were being tested because they didn't have phone resources to, to manage that fire and how they dealt with that. So, um, yeah, a lot of coverage on the storms and the fires and um, what's been a rather challenging week for people mm. living in re- regional Western Australia. Yeah, most certainly. All right, so all those stories and more in the Farm Weekly out tomorrow. Daz, nice to have you back. We'll do it again next week, mate. We'll speak to you in seven days, Troy.